it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not building a border wall. Nope. Joe Biden is. He and Secretary Mayorkas, who promised us there would never be a border wall built because the border was secure. You are so full of sh**. Turns out they are now waiving 26 laws to expedite the process of building a wall, something they said would never be needed. Wrong. We are going to talk about this hypocrisy and just this monstrosity of indifference to the plight of the people who have suffered in the humanitarian crisis that is our southern border on a semi-serious episode of today's show. By the standards of this show, which sounds like we get paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila, we are going to do some adulting today. Uh, Morgan Ortegas will be here. She previously worked at the State Department, as you know. Uh, Comedian Ryan Reese, Charles McBee in the house as well. Jerry Willis slated to join us from the Fox Business Network and talk about Bidenomics, which I got to be honest, not doing the best right now if you're looking at the polling on the economy. But whether you agree with these numbers or not, you are still welcome to be a part of the show. 888-788-9910 is the phone number today and every day. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, Libertarian. We don't care. Just don't be a... There it is. Happy Thursday. Got a lot going on today. But really quick, before we dive into the radio, uh, as you guys know, I just added some extra dates in the month of December. Uh, KKFT listeners, KSUE listeners out west know I am coming to the Carson Nuggets Saturday night, December the 2nd. Big one. Okay, I had previously announced that I'd be down in Florida on December the 16th hanging out at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And I'm so excited to do it. Uh, Patrick Sullivan, Sully, who runs it, just as cool of a guy as you're going to meet in this business, and I'm psyched to go hang out with him. It's Saturday night, December the 16th. Uh, however, now in November, they have added two more dates to my calendar on the other side of the state of Florida, you know, three, four hours away, uh, I will be performing in Naples at the Off the Hook Comedy Club. We're making good on a date we were supposed to have done last year. It is Friday night, November the 17th, Saturday night, November the 18th. If you're on the east side of the state, you can't make it to see me at Palm Beach. Now I got you covered on the west side of the state, Saturday night, November uh, 18th, Friday night, November the 17th. You can see me in Naples. <laughs> Of course, the real comedy, though, if we're just going to do it to it, as the kids say, the real comedy is over at the White House, where I want to be really clear. And this is the biggest problem facing us in our country right now, which is the fraud of politics, the performance art of politics. You know, I get on the show every day and I say it's not a conservative talk show. It's an American talk show. And I really am trying to come at this from angles that help people on both sides see where we have common ground, whether that common ground is doing us good or that common ground is doing us bad. Okay, when it comes to the southern border, as you know, the border is the front door to our house. 
Okay, every one of you shuts the door to your house or your apartment at night. It's not because you're racist. It's because you want to keep your family safe. You want to keep yourself safe. Okay, you're happy to let people in and out of the place. You just want to know who's coming in. You just want to know what their affiliations are. You just want to know what their intentions are. I think he's got a point. That's all it is. Okay, but understand, both political parties had previously voted for border wall funding. They did it under George W. Bush, and dig this, they did it under Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But understand, when Donald Trump came down the escalator and said, build a wall, they were like, oh, that's racist! What kind of monster would build a wall? Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. We should be building bridges and not walls. Come on, man. And these are people who previously supported border wall funding. Okay, they about faced. They created this humanitarian crisis because the politics were more important than the people. The politics were more important than the people who would be raped and human trafficked into our country. The politics were more important than the 85,000 children who have gone missing and are now being human trafficked around the country. Okay, and yes, the politics were more important than the legal citizens living here in this country, all of whom are watching their resources get overwhelmed in inner cities, their youth programs like they have in Chicago right now. The youth football program has to vacate its facility. The kids who are playing sports after school in Chicago, Chicago, with one of the highest murder rates in the nation, after school programs give kids a day-to-day involvement that's not just hanging out on the streets and getting into trouble or, heaven forbid, being the innocent victim of somebody else's trouble. Chicago now kicking those kids out of their programs to make room for migrants. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. And we're only in this position because they all pretended It was racist to secure the border. Do you understand? They abandoned the position they previously supported. That is politics. Okay, and understand, they were adamant about the fact that we weren't going to build a wall. Here's Joe Biden in August of 2020, clip three. Trump campaigned on um, build that wall. Are you willing to tear that wall down? No, there will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration, number one. Number two, what I'm going to focus on, and the, and your, uh, uh, the fact is that somebody in this group written a lot about the border. Um, I'm going to make sure that we have border protection, but it's going to be based on making sure that we use high-tech capacity to deal with it and at the ports of entry. Oh, man. Garbage like you just makes me sick. No, we're not going to have another foot of the border wall. And why was he saying that? Not because he didn't think walls worked but because he knew it was a political liability in his party. Tell him like it is. So because of Joe Biden refusing to do something that he knew worked, you understand? Okay, 7 million people have come into this country illegally. 30% of the women who cross this border illegally are sexually assaulted. Okay, so if 3.5 million women have crossed the border illegally, about 900,000 women have been sexually assaulted. There's 85,000 kids missing right now. But you understand they're only now doing what they knew to be right Because of the politics, when you look at Biden's poll numbers on the wall, on the border as a whole, 23 percent of Americans approve of his handling of the border. Twenty three percent. Sixty two percent do not. You have no idea how to defend a nation. That's what they're saying. And it's bad enough that they caused this crisis because of their own posturing. But do you understand they were so indifferent? And this is the part you need to know. If you're a black voter, Democratic Party doesn't care about you. Okay, they're throwing your kids out of after-school programs. If you're a veteran who who fought for this country, Democratic Party doesn't care about you. Do you know what's going on at the Army-Navy game now? 
all the veterans getting thrown out of their hotels because the hotels they would traditionally stay at for the Army-Navy game are now being used to house migrants. That's not right. Okay, they don't care about you. They did this to you by reversing a policy that they believed in. And they went out there and lied about whether or not they believed in it. Here's KJP at the White House saying a border wall doesn't work. Clip two. We have talked about the border wall here in, in general as, as a way uh, that uh, it's been used in, in a, to, to, you know, to, to close the border. And we feel that it is a policy that doesn't work. And it's not just us. Uh, you know, experts have said that. Uh, the border wall is not, uh, is not an effective policy. As far as those comments, I can't comment on that. I actually I have not seen it. I have not read them. And I need to, to read it and comment. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No, she's an idiot. Do you understand? The experts? Oh, the experts said a border wall doesn't work. Who are these experts? Because your administration is building a wall. Oh, wow. Okay, they knew it worked then. They know it works now. And you understand there will be people that can get around. There will be people that can get under. There will be people that come in through the ports. But the point is, when it comes to the border, it's not what you say, it's what you do. You can tell people not to come, but if you're making it easier for them to get in, here's a news flash: they're going to come. If you're apprehending them at the southern border, and instead of putting them back in the remain in Mexico policy where they wait until their asylum cases are granted, you let them into the country and go, here's a free hotel room and a stimulus check, they're going to come. So building a wall is step one. What you're going to ultimately understand is they are eventually... Maybe they won't do it this week, but if the politics get bad enough, just understand they will eventually re-implement the Remain in Mexico policy. Because here's a newsflash, Trump's border war policies worked. Okay, the way we're talking about the wall, Title 42, Remain in Mexico, they weren't being designed with an eye on racism. They were being designed with an eye on protecting the country and the migrants. We are a country of immigration. We want people to come here, but we want them to come here legally. And if you're going to get on TV like the Democrats have done and complain about the broken immigration system, imagine the people that are right now currently trying to make their way through the legal channels of immigration who have just had their own legal asylum case pushed back by 10 years because the Democrats, the Biden administration, let 7 million people cut the line. That's just how white folks will do you. And throughout all of this, as the problem got bigger and the only people who covered it was Fox News, only people. Bill Malusian with that fancy fine hair of his. Drone cams down there. Oh, there's 14,000 people under a bridge in Eagle Pass. Okay, what happened? Okay, DeSantis got a few migrants shipped his way, bust them up to Martha's Vineyard, and the Democrats are like, this is human trafficking. Come on, man. Nobody should travel that way. And now what are every one of those Democrat mayors doing today as we speak? Eric Adams in New York. Brandon Johnson in Chicago, they are going down to the southern border and telling migrants not to come. The same people who said no human being is illegal. You shouldn't be relocating anyone. What is Eric Adams now doing on the news every night? He's getting in front of the microphone, looking around at 117,000 migrants and going, get him out of here. Get them out. Dude, it is disgusting. Listen to this montage. This is Democrats. Okay, this is months And in the past months and years, this is their claim that the border was closed. Clip four. We have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. The border is secure. 
but we also have a broken immigration system. The fact of the matter is the border is closed. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. I want to be clear. The border's not open. That is a fact check false. That's Mayorkas, who just announced yesterday, okay, he is waiving 26 federal laws, including environmental laws. That's going to get the left environmental people worked up. They're crazy. Oh, I don't want to upset the environmental wing. Last thing I need is a hate message from someone who put time into picking out the font. (laughs) Is it screw you, Jimmy Fallon, in Times New Roman? Anyway, so this is the quote from Mayorkas. There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States and the project areas pursuant to these sections. So that's Mayorkas. Remember the guy who said, ah, the border is secure. It is my testimony that the border is secure. You're a liar. Guys, if the border's secure, you don't actually build the wall. You don't need it. The border's secure, remember? Okay, if the house is not on fire, everything's fine, you don't call the fire department. They're calling the fire department. Okay, but what's infuriating is they're the ones who started the fire. This was cultural arson by the Democrats. They divided this country with no regard for the toxic effect it would have on society by saying Donald Trump was racist for calling for a policy they all supported. Do you get it? That's why when I get on the air and I'm trying to have honest conversations with you guys, it's not to protect the Republican brand. It's to protect the country. The country is getting destroyed by this type of performance art. Policies we all know have a greater good benefit to the entirety of this country. 75,000 people have overdosed from fentanyl so far this year. Okay, last year it was slightly higher. Okay, people who died because of a drug coming across an unsecured border. Okay, are victims not of cartels. Okay, they're victims of politics. The politics were more important than the people. And understand this, okay, because Biden is upside down on immigration and he wants to run again, they're now implementing a policy they told you was racist and horrible. Where is all the outrage in the media from people who said we should be building bridges and not walls? The media is a bunch of losers. No, you know where they are. They're home in their houses that are surrounded by walls. Okay, nobody in the media has a bridge that takes anyone who wants to onto their property. (laughs) Nobody in Hollywood who screamed at Trump during the Oscars has a bridge that just lets anybody they want onto their property. Okay, but that's where they put us at our southern border. And they overwhelmed the resources of cities like McAllen. Okay, because they didn't care about people, not on that side of the border, not on this side of the border. And that's the scam of this moment. Everybody like Biden, KJP, Mayorkas, that loser. Ah, the border's secure. It's just Republicans. The Republicans are out there getting people worked up. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, everybody who told you the border was secure, everybody who told you walls don't work, you know what they're doing this morning? They are building a frickin' wall. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. 
The show that's not afraid to tell you the truth. Not only are you not a very nice person, you're also a slob. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Just an out-and-out scam going on in Washington, D.C. right now. You understand, they were telling you, ugh, just gaslighting the public. Nah, you can't have a wall. What kind of racist wants a wall? Never mind that they don't work, you know. And that's what they told you. And they're really like, this is the part where the country drives me crazy. Because there should be a, this is where you're supposed to slam on the brakes. Like, do you remember when they gave you a vaccine? And they were like, the vaccine, the vaccine, if you get the vaccine, you cannot get COVID. But that's what they told us. You have to get this vaccine. Do not be selfish. Because even though you might be okay, you could catch COVID. Sure, you'll be fine. But you'll give it to somebody else. And they'll get COVID. They'll die. You're a murderer. So you got to get the vaccine. It's not about you. It's about all of us. Well, then lo and behold, within a few weeks of the vaccine rolling onto the market, everybody who got vaccinated was getting COVID. And we didn't slam on the brakes and go, hey, whoa, hey, 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 whoa, what's going on here? We were lied to. Not Republicans, not Democrats, not Libertarians, not Independents. All of us were lied to. But you see, they want our politics to be divisive and bitter and hostile. Like Kevin McCarthy is a good example. Okay, the Democrats know it's not good for the country to throw out the speaker and turn the House upside down for a week, but they don't care. I mean, in the long run, we can overcome it, but they wanted the chaos. You understand? They want our politics to be hostile. And if there's more fighting going on in the enemy camp, that's even better. That's the oldest adage in politics. Never interrupt your opponent when they're in the process of self-destructing. But understand when it comes to the common good in this country. Okay, having a discombobulated Congress isn't benefiting us. They're at 19 percent right now in the approval polls. That's why I also laugh at everyone being so apoplectic. I'm like, Matt Gates, okay, did not break up the Beatles. Congress is polling at 19 percent. Okay, he he barely broke up winger. Okay, if this is a band. But understand in those moments where we see a government about face. Oh, they lied on the vaccine. Oh, they lied on the wall. You're supposed to slam on the brakes as Americans, not as Republicans, not as Democrats. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, the Constitution did not get drawn up so Republicans could fight Democrats over who controls the country. The Constitution was drawn up so the government didn't control us. Freedom! We're giving it away every day because of these manipulative jackasses in Washington and nobody's calling the foul. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. You want to be a part of a big Thursday show. It will culminate with myself and Sean Hannity doing the damn thing on the TV tonight in the 9 o'clock hour. If you missed me on Fox and Friends first this morning, it is on the Fox Across America website. We can get all that fancy Fox Across America merchandise. Some of it actually fits me now. 
because I've been on a diet to get in shape for my stand-up special. It tapes next Friday at the Paramount in Huntington. A handful of seats left if you want to see the champ in action. Uh, it will ultimately sell out, but it's a huge venue. It's going to be pretty wild uh, for a night of stand-up. Right now, the other big venue in New York is the courthouse downtown, where Trump is, of course, on trial with this circus clown of a judge who keeps mugging for the camera. And uh, it's a real miscarriage of justice when you look at the behavior of the people that are prosecuting this man and the lengths they've gone to to make this political. And what I mean by that is Donald Trump is being prosecuted by an attorney general, Letitia James, who ran for office on a vow to indict and arrest Donald Trump. Do you understand? Forget anything Trump did. Forget anything he did. Okay, and if he committed crimes, aha, nobody's above the law, blah, 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 we get it. Okay, fair. But understand, there is not a case in America that wouldn't be thrown out in court if there was a prosecutor prior to the case being brought, years before the case was brought, if the prosecutor was on record going, you know, if I get elected, I'm going to go after Bob Smith and I'm going to lock up Bob Smith for a crime. Okay, they've discredited the impartiality of the prosecution. Do you understand? This is a woman who ran on getting Trump. Here it is. Here she is, Letitia James on the campaign trail, clip 10. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the I know my name personally. That man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Now, we're told that justice is blind in this country. That's the woman prosecuting Donald Trump. Does justice sound like it's blind? The answer would be no. This is a woman fundraising off of prosecuting the guy. Never mind... The opening line of that montage, I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. Uh, uh, uh. Weren't we told that challenging the legitimacy of an election was treasonous? It was undermining faith in democracy. It's an imprisonable offense. Get her out. Get her out of here. Like, do you understand There are entire families destroyed right now because people on the right challenge the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Okay, Trump is on trial for challenging the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Never mind that the Letitia Jameses of the world, oh, and the Hillary Clintons of the world were on TV anywhere they would have them challenging the legitimacy of the election. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. He knows. He knows that there were a bunch of different reasons why the election turned out the way it did. And I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying. 
applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. I mean, that is totally absurd. Okay, he knows it's illegitimate. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, they're prosecuting him for saying it's illegitimate. Okay, there's Letitia James. Ah, it's an illegitimate president. Our fundamental rights are at stake. Do you know there's no one in the state of New York claiming to be a victim in anything Donald Trump did? None of the banks that lent him money, none of the real estate deals he made, none of the properties themselves. He is not involved in anything that involves a missed payment or an aggrieved class. This is a political persecution. Now, I'm not here to tell you he did nothing wrong because Trump does all kinds of wild stuff. But in the 247-year history of this country, okay, we've had lots of people do lots of things and not be prosecuted for them if they happen to be the president of the United States. Because when you start jailing presidents, you undermine, you undermine the integrity of this country on the world stage, number one. But more importantly, internally, you start to get the feeling that you're living in a banana republic. You dig, we are in banana republic territory. And there's a lot of people who listen that hate Trump. Okay, that became a lifestyle. There's a lot of people out there that spend all day hating Donald Trump so they don't have to look inward at how much they hate themselves. That's true. That is true. Most people I know on the Upper West Side of Manhattan are white, multi-multi-millionaires that hate themselves, that loathe themselves. And they need that moral superiority, that self-righteousness that comes with saying, we're better than those Trump people. Ah, those people in the Midwest with their McMansions. Ugh, who'd want to live in an affordable brand new house? Dopes. Me and my nine friends chip in on a studio apartment where there's a guy with no pants on peeing on the sidewalk every morning when I take the kids to school. It's reality, though. It is very much reality. And they run on this this self-righteousness, this moral superiority, but these people can't stand themselves. I mean, I know them. I hang out with them. They're miserable. And understand, they think this is great that Trump, they're trying to humiliate him. We'll liquidate his assets. We'll destroy the man. We'll throw him in jail. We'll stop him from running for president. But you understand when that becomes acceptable towards one side, okay, you're ultimately making acceptable towards your side. That's the point the Democrats don't get. You understand? If you make this the normal thing now, wow, a guy's running for president. I'm the incumbent president. Oh, let's just prosecute him for a bunch of stuff. Okay, tie him up in court. Guy's up 50 points in the polls. He's beaten Biden in a head-to-head. Just throw him in jail, okay? Once that becomes the norm, you understand you're living on borrowed time before it happens to your party. At which point right now, half the country goes, ah, the Justice Department's illegitimate. We got Trump being prosecuted by a woman who vowed to prosecute him. That is not justice being blind. That's a misappropriation of justice. It undermines faith in our judicial system. This is bad, 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 bad. And every Democrat goes, oh, shut up, you white supremacist, transphobe, racist Republicans. Orange Cheeto Jesus Hitler should die in jail. So you got half the Republicans seeing that this is bad for our justice system, bad for our country. But half of the Democrats think it's perfectly fine. But what do you think is going to happen the second a Republican prosecutes a Democrat? They're going to go, this is weaponization of justice. What is this, a third world country? What is this, a banana republic? 
And you know that's true. Why? Because they're locking up everybody who said the 2020 election was stolen after they themselves said the 2016 election was stolen. That's just how white folks will do you. Dude, they said it was stolen up and down and sideways. They said they hacked the voting machines to steal the election in 2016 and again in the midterms. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things. But in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know the hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Kamala is a lying sociopath, fact-checked. You understand those are the Democrats. That's Kamala, the vice president. I actually held a demonstration in my office where we hacked the machines in front of the observers just to show them how easily hackable the machines were. You understand, two years later, the Republicans are like, these machines aren't legit. And the Democrats are like, how dare you? You should die in prison. What kind of monster questions the legitimacy of the machines? Does anybody out there not get what's going on, man? It's political theater. These people in Washington, D.C. are full of They just want to control the country and nothing is beneath them. Do you want to know why Donald Trump doesn't trust the integrity of elections? I can't prove the election is stolen. I don't know that. I don't have that proof. I genuinely, I really don't. Okay, but the reason Donald Trump does not trust elections is because the Democrats have demonstrated that nothing, and I mean nothing, is beneath them when it comes to stopping him. Do you understand? They made up the Mueller, the, the Russia collusion story. It's completely fabricated. It was bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign to create a counter narrative to a private email server. So they staged a soft coup where they knew Trump wasn't going to get found guilty of colluding with Russia. What they hoped is that they could weaponize the media against Trump, create this scenario where the walls are closing in. Oh, they got him now. Oh, he's going to take a perp walk out of the White House. I heard the kids are going to testify against him. Oh, it's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving at Trump's house, isn't it? When the kids are wearing the ankle bracelets, they're testifying against dad. Pass the the turkey. Oh, I didn't hear that. My ankle bracelet was going off. Oh, it's going to be great. And that's the theater they engaged in for three years, knowing it was never going to happen. But they were just trying to create, okay, a situation where he would self-destruct and fire Mueller. He'd so sick of the investigation and the fact that it was hamstringing his presidency that he would fire Mueller, at which point he would create the perception that he had something to hide, that there was a there there, at which point they'd be like, see, I told you it was Russian. 
It's bad. I'm telling man, we're under attack. The Russians are in charge of our government. It's an Austin Powers movie. Dr. Evil hacked the White House. You shut your mouth, you bastard. It was theater, dude. And they didn't care what happened to the country as a result of it. The southern border, that was theater. They're building a wall right now. They announced today they're building a wall. After the last five years of telling us walls are racist and they don't work, that was theater. Do you get it? That's what goes on. They told you the last election they lost was stolen. Do you know what election they told you was stolen before that? The 2004 election, which was the last general election they, they lost. You know what election they told us was stolen before that? The 2000 election, which was the last election they lost before that. The last three times the Democrats have lost a general election, they have claimed it was stolen. Donald Trump now claims the election is stolen. Like, oh, but this is different. You don't understand. January 6th. Hey, January 6th ain't good. But if you're going to tell me political violence is a thing, every one of those Democrats should have been front and center in the summer of 2020 when they were literally burning down police stations. Okay, when they threw so many bricks and rocks at the White House that the Secret Service had to erect an additional barrier and Trump had to be hustled into a bunker because of the dire threat being posed to the White House. And then they turned around on January 6th and was like, our nation's capital. There's violence. We've never seen anything like this. No, no, no. You've never acknowledged anything like this. We've seen it. We all watched it. You just never acknowledged it. That's the scam of right now. Okay, what did Trump get impeached for? Oh, he's meddling in Ukraine. He threatened to withhold foreign aid from the government if they didn't do what he told them to. And you know you can't do that. You know, unless you're... Joe Biden. Uh, and then it's I guess uh, it's cool. You can do that. I guess it's OK. We're not going to be mad at you. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor. And they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. He should be behind bars. Okay, understand. What's the claim there? They impeached the guy. They're like, oh, you can't threaten to withhold aid. What kind of monster? We're threatening to withhold. Oh, the guy in charge. It's all performance art. It's all giant puppet show. You got to watch it. You got to get it. Okay, I am not on the radio saying vote Republican. It's not the gig. It's not my job. Okay, I'm just trying to make people on both sides of the aisle see the charade because the charade is what's ultimately destroying the country. It's that people are so hell-bent on fighting for their side that they'll let them get away with stuff like this. Okay, and they're doing so in the name of what? Cartooning a guy, Trump, who needs no help cartooning himself. I mean, Trump is a character. But he's always been a character. We've known him as a part of the fabric of this society for the last 40 years. Okay, guy had a show on NBC for 15 years. It's hardly a fringe element. Guy was on Oprah all the time. Guy was on The View. The View. That's what he did constantly. All the, the View was awful. Maybe. But he was on the show all the time. Okay, he was a part of that crew, hanging out with the Barbara Walters of the world. Okay, that's what he did. But then the Democrats morphed into performance art mode when he came down the escalator and manufactured a hysteria to Trump. We're under some type of dire threat. It's going to be the death of our institutions and our integrity on the world stage. Trump's the only president in the last four decades who didn't start a war. You understand? And the only reason we've jeopardized any faith in any of our institutions is because they undermine themselves. 
Trump didn't undermine the Justice Department by saying the Mueller probe was a hoax. The Mueller probe undermined the, the Justice Department by being a hoax. Okay, no differently than his impeachment was a hoax. Okay, they are destroying faith in the institutions in an effort to get Trump. You know how they declared a COVID emergency to take away your rights? They have declared a Trump emergency to take away his rights. But you understand if this becomes the norm in Washington, it's going to happen to your party, too. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. It's the fastest part of your workday. Wow, you're pretty quick for a big guy. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the hour here on Fox Across America. Morgan Ortega's coming up at the top of the next one. The president has just spoken out on the border wall situation. Wally has a take. He's in Florida. Wally. Uh, Jimmy, my man, you keep, you keep, I'm going to crunch some numbers with you on the border wall. But before that, I'd like to discuss a statistical uh, anomaly you threw at me yesterday. So Jenny is from Parma, Ohio. Uh Uh-huh. Your radio buddy Wally from St. Pete dated a Parma lady. Whoa! So they really don't have self-esteem. I thought it was just Jenny. I had no idea. I need your your insight. Does that mean that the Parma ladies just have bad taste in men? Or do they have a Mother Teresa kindness gene? (laughs) I think it's 50-50. It's a little everything going on. Wally, I know you had a plan to pay for the wall, but we're 15 seconds from a commercial break. So we're going to take this up later in the week. But now that I know this, I figured out why we kind of gravitate towards each other. We both dated some of the same crazy pool. That's good to know. See, Fox Across America, we just did a 23andMe in our dating lives. Who knew? Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're making deals. They're making deals on Capitol Hill. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Back in action for a big hour of top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. That's what we call it. Morgan Artegas, she will be joining us to class up the program. She was a State Department spokesperson for Mike Pompeo. She is going to weigh in on the about face at the southern border by President Biden. Uh, we will also get into his upcoming speech about more aid to Ukraine. Biden sucks. But right now, we begin up on the hill at the House of Representatives, where the word on the street is Donald Trump has just announced he will be heading to Washington for the speaker's race next week. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. But before you hand him the gig, understand his name has been bandied about. There is talk within the party that Trump could technically be the speaker. You don't have to be a member of Congress. Byron Donalds, who was on the show yesterday, has just endorsed Jim Jordan for the gig. Jim Jordan, scheduled to be on this show tomorrow, Uh, could very well become the next Speaker of the House. Trump may be going there to demonstrate some type of leadership, or he may be serious about getting the job. I mean, he could technically get it, although I will tell you, as much as that would set the Democrats' hair on fire, I don't know that it's effective for the country. You see, I don't look at politics through the lens of how can we piss off the other guy. I look at politics through the lens of how can they finally get something done. Okay, Congress is at 19% right now in the approval polls. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. So if Trump wants to show up and give everybody a kick in the ass, I'm for it. 
But if Trump actually became the Speaker of the House with the power of the purse, you understand what the media is going to do is anything he wants to cut to try to balance our budget. We're $33 trillion in debt. Okay, right now we're taking in $5 trillion in tax revenue a year. We're, sp- we're spending, do you follow me? We take in $5 trillion, we're spending $7 trillion. That is financial lunacy. So every year at a bare minimum, we're plunging $2 trillion into debt automatically. That's before we fund or increase funding along the lines of these continuing resolutions that we keep passing every 45 days to keep the government afloat. So if you wanted to bring a businessman mentality to the Hill and say, this is what we got to cut, this is what we need to do, this is what we want to do, this is what we can afford to do, it would be great for the country. But the reaction in the media would be, oh, why is he cutting this program? Oh, Trump, he's racist. Oh, he's anti-woman, anti-children. Hey, want to kill your family. That's what they do in this country these days. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Seriously, think about this. Biden, they reported last night in the Biden administration that they were going to build a border wall. Mayorkas is like, yeah, we got to build a wall. Got to waive these regulations to build a wall. So Joe Biden, okay, who said we'll never build a wall, okay, and everybody in the Democratic Party who said walls were racist, everybody in the media who said Trump was a xenophobe, he was declaring war on Mexicans, never mind that members of 68 different countries have crossed our southern border, including hundreds of people on the terror watch list, the media told us it was racist to build a wall full stop. Well, now that the Democrats are building a wall, are the media going crazy about this racist full stop they had previously made? Of course not. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Biden fielded a question before at the White House. Okay, Biden sat down for reporters for a little Q&A. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. So here's Biden asked about the money. He basically said it was already allocated. There was nothing he could do. One question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. You are so full of sh. <laughs> he goes on to say, I believe they don't work. Let's hear that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Now, Biden says, ah, the border walls don't work. You are so full of sh. If they didn't work, he would be demanding that they stop construction. But here's a better question. What does work? Seven million people have crossed this border illegally under this president. Biden is such a disaster. Seriously, seven million people have crossed the border illegally. So what makes him the arbiter? on what works at the southern border. I think he's got a point. (laughs) When they were done asking him what works at the border, did they call up OJ for marriage advice? Hey, I'm thinking about getting a babysitting gig. Casey Anthony, can you give me some pointers? I mean, Biden, are you kidding me? But this is the world we're living in. It's all circus. Okay, so when people say, ah, Trump's going to the House of Representatives, that's going to cause a circus. What's there now? What's there now? And what's an embarrassment? Okay, if he wants to go, let him go. But Byron Donalds, who was on our show yesterday, and he said, ah, it's too early to tell. Who knows? The races are just shaping up, has just come out and endorsed Jim Jordan. I got news for you, man. Jim Jordan would be bad news for the Democrats, good news for the country. He is a no-nonsense guy. He is assertive. He articulates He articulates the fundamentals of what's going on in Washington better than anybody. And that would ultimately be good for the country, but bad for the Democrats because they can't bog us down as much as they'll try in culture war nonsense when it comes to balancing budgets. 
okay, when it comes to prioritizing the Ukrainian border over the American border. You know, you can't win that argument against Jim Jordan. When you watch him in the hearings with the shirt sleeves rolled up, he's the best guy. He's the most formidable force in those hearings. It's one of the reasons people enjoy him on this show. You get this other version of Jim Jordan where he's forced to defend the Cincinnati Bengals and all the natty light drinkers in the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. It's just like a regular guy. But when the money's on the table, like he's the varsity, he's the guy you want in there. You know in Pulp Fiction when they're like, oh, you send in the wolf? That's all you had to say. Correct mundo. That's Jim Jordan. So this house race is about to get very interesting because Jordan wants the gig. Scalise says he wants the gig. Here's Jordan on Fox and Friends a little while ago, clip 13. You need someone who can unite the conference and I think just as importantly unite the conservative and Republican movement across this country. Uh, that's what I think I can do. That's why I'm running for the job. I like the job I had. Uh, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Chairman of the Select Committee on the Weaponization of Government, doing the work there. But I do think we have to have someone who can bring our team together. I think I'm best equipped to do that. The eight people who voted in a way that I, I disagreed with, yeah. we got to bring them into the fold. I think I'm best equipped to do that so that we can then go do the things we told the American people we would do for them. Imagine that. A guy who wants to prioritize the American people? Wait, a guy in Washington that wants to put us first? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, right. Look, understand, it's one of the most fascinating aspects of covering politics for a living now. As I grew up in an era where everybody thought that politicians were full of <laughs> We all did. We all did. But the politicians used to at least go out of their way to pretend that they cared about us to pretend that they put our country first above everybody else. They used to make an effort to declare that, and we used to make an effort to follow that, to believe them. You must have got manure for your brains. Okay. <laughs> you must have got manure for your brains. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, understand, we, you know, they made an effort. They gave you the courtesy of pretending they cared about this country. Okay, they don't even do that anymore. In Washington, D.C. I mean, what was going on when the government shutdown was about to happen? They're like, just so you know, we just wanted to be clear that if the government shuts down, we'll continue funding Ukraine, their pensions, their schools, the post offices, their military. None of that will be affected. However, here, uh, you guys are going to all have to take a back seat. Like in what world? In what world is that acceptable? So just to hear Jordan saying something like, yeah, I'm running for speaker to, I don't know, maybe look out for the country I'm, I work for. It's refreshing. Okay, here's the rest of it, clip 14. And the first thing I would focus on, the very first thing I would focus on is one sentence. No money can be used to process or release into this country any new migrants. You have to change the equation. You have to stop what's going on there in Texas and across our country. That is the first bill we should do. Attach that to a spending bill and get that done for the America. And everyone knows this is the central issue. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is in Latin America as we speak because this problem is so big. We need to address that. We need to get the Democrats on board to do what their constituents want them to do as well. You are correct, sir. And he's not wrong. Democratic mayors are now going to the border trying to tell people not to come because the White House isn't. Okay, the White House is now out there. Oh, fine, we'll give you 20 miles of wall, but we don't believe it's going to work. They're making us do it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how it works. Would you stop it? He could sign an executive order right now. 
Okay, but he's not signing an executive order because at his core he knows he needs to get the migration under control because it's overwhelming liberal cities. It's going to hurt his support in the election. You understand, one thing about Joe Biden is he has been in Washington since 1973. He is a career politician. They do not move. They do not move until they are absolutely abundantly sure of the political consequences of doing so. In this instance, when it comes to the border, 23% approve of the job he's doing at the border. 62%, 62% of Americans do not approve of his border policy. Oh, I'm in trouble. And he knows that, so now they're making a move on the border. Okay, understand, this will end with them implementing Remain in Mexico because it's not like the wall's going to be built in the next two hours and it's still only a 20-mile corridor that they're trying to build where they're getting the most traffic. Okay, but ultimately, if they're going to be let in and they're going to be processed and relocated around the country, they're going to continue to come. Okay, the human traffickers, the smugglers, aren't going to go, well, all right, we got that 20-mile stretches out of the way. I guess we won't come now. No, they're just going to go somewhere else. Okay, because they know in this instance, if you get caught, you don't get sent back. If you get caught, you get let in. You dig? Picture it like football. Okay, team's trying to get into your end zone. Okay, if Joe Biden was our coach, we tackle them outside of the end zone, and then we welcome them in. Like, that's what's going on right now at our southern border. That's stupid. Use your common sense. They don't have any. So you understand when you look at this race to be House Speaker, the only chance we have right now as a country of getting things like the border under control, of getting things like spending under control, is a Republican-led House. And I think the benefit in throwing McCarthy out is a message was sent that the voters are not going to support the Republican Party just because. We're at a breaking point right now where their refusal to prioritize America has really put us in a position where we're all bearing the consequences. Okay, whether you're talking about the economy and inflation and gas prices by, you know, decimating our domestic energy production or you're talking about crime and the border and fentanyl and everything in between, country's in a pretty bad spot right now. And we don't have the luxury of fighting over pretend things. In 2016, when Trump got elected, we could pretend he was Russian for three years because the economy was roaring. The border was under control and crime rates were going down. So, yeah, we could do the soap opera thing. Ah, he's Russian. Tune in tonight. He's going to be Russian again. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastard. But we could do it. It was entertaining. We had the luxury of pretend problems. It's like where we are in racism in this day and age. There are racist people out there, but we're not remotely close to a racist country. Okay, we spend most of our time now fighting over dead people. Wow, we've got to tear down that statue. Okay, the demand for living racism outstrips the supply by a lot. So this is where we are now, okay, manufacturing that crisis, okay? But when it comes to things like the fundamental operations of this country, we very much have crises after crises, and it has everything to do with the ineptitude in Washington. When Biden took over, okay, illegal border crossings had fallen by 80%. Gas was $2 cheaper. Inflation was two points lower. Okay, Russia hadn't invaded Ukraine, China hadn't encircled Taiwan, and we hadn't fled Afghanistan and left behind $85 billion of our weapons in the hands of an actual terror group called the Taliban. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. But the only way you turn it around is if you get some adults in the room, okay? Jim Jordan would be an adult in the room. 
Trump would be an elephant in the room in every sense of the word. Media frenzy, they'd go crazy. There'd be a lot of manufactured hysteria. Maybe he could get the job done. But as Jim Jordan said on Fox and Friends this morning, he thinks Trump was the best president of his generation and wants Trump to be the next president. So I don't expect them to butt heads, okay? But if they do, but if Trump comes in and starts calling him Rhino Jim Jordan, which I don't think expect it to be the case because Jordan is as powerful and as potent and as respected of a guy as there is on the Hill, Okay, but if the Republicans come in in this moment and do a country over party moment, if they come in and do a country over personal ego moment, they'll have a lot to show for it at the polls when it comes time to vote in 2024. So my advice is get a guy in there like Jordan who can get the job done and get the job done. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help. We all know somewhere underneath all of that bright color, there's a man who's not right. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to be talking to Morgan Ortegas in the next break. Damn good friend of ours. Uh, she's going to be weighing in on everything. we got the border. We've got this speaker race. Biden mangled the name of a student loan forgiveness scam he was trying to roll out yesterday. So Biden's trying to give away $9 billion in additional student loan forgiveness. That's not right. Never mind that the courts strike it down every time because it's a scam. Nobody should be paying for loans other people took out. Do you understand? Imagine getting a bill in the mail from Applebee's for a dinner you didn't get to eat. Okay, seriously, think about that. Shouldn't they technically owe you, like, some mozzarella sticks or something like that? I mean, you're paying for the meal. Shouldn't they throw a potato skin in there or something? This is bad. I'm talking about food again. Come on, man. I'm losing weight right now. I'm getting in shape for my stand-up special. But, you know, I don't come from a TV background. I come from a food background. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. But here is Biden, okay, trying to announce the website for this latest scam, Clip 29. You can sign up for the save plan at studentaid.gov slash save. Studentaid.gov slash studentaid.gov slash save. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> but it, the mispronunciation is not the issue. It's the scam that's the issue. And make no mistake about it. It is a scam. Okay, you're handing the bill to the taxpayer who didn't take out the loan. But the bigger issue is that you're not doing anything to address the cost of college, so it's only going to go up even more. That's true. That is true. Okay, if you're saying to the colleges, ah, don't worry what you're charging them. Don't worry whether or not they can get a job for any of these degrees. Mom, I want to study two-spirit penguins. There are penguins out there that are transgender. They have two spirits in their body. I want to study that. Are you going to get a job when this is over? (laughs) The colleges will charge you for it anyway. Okay, and then lo and behold, they'll pass the bill on to the taxpayer, which means they can just keep charging people more and more. Because if the taxpayer is going to foot the bill, the college has no incentive to control costs. That's why Obamacare sucked. Okay, we had Obamacare. Under Our health premiums went up 800%. That is not an Affordable Care Act. That is a hostage situation. 
My girl, Jenny Fela, had to get her appendix out. It was cheaper for us to drop our health insurance and pay out of pocket than it was to pay a deductible that was going to ultimately cost us about $8,000. It was insane. So we dropped it. But that's no different than student loan forgiveness. They're like, ah, we got your back. Yeah, but you're screwing us even harder in the long run. So we'll talk about it with Morgan Ortegas. But the bottom line is, you know, clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, as they say. Uh, Here I am, stuck on Fox Across America with you. And uh, Morgan Ortegas will join me when we come back right here on this audio safe space for cool people. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Maneater by Hall & Oates. It was the request of our next guest, uh, a woman who could very well be the Speaker of the House, the way things are going. Uh, she is a fan favorite here at Fox Across America. Uh, the one and only, lovely and talented, internationally renowned, okay, former State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortegas back on the show. Hey, girl. How much did we pay you for that introduction? That was a hot one. Well, I just wanted to make sure I got the song right. You sent it over. You said, play Maneater. <laughs> I don't want any trouble. Uh, you caught me. I yeah, did. I don't. I, I, I don't did, want any I trouble. Did. I mean, it's not. It's not that kind of show where I can afford to upset the guests. You know what I'm saying, Morg? Um, <laughs> good to have you back in town. You know, you're always so good for morale. But let's let's talk about the country because it is a mess. Uh, I know you've been following it from every angle. First of all, the House Speaker thing. I kind of mentioned that. Uh, me, let's just spitball. Where do you think this is actually going? Because Trump said he might actually show up next week. Do you think he's just doing that to give him a kick in the pants, or do you think he wants the gig? think he wants the gig um i mean it would be entertaining as hell so and <laughs> he's he is uh, you know all the other candidates running in the primary should really like take a play a, a page out of his playbook for how to dominate a you know a media cycle yeah um so listen i think he what you know the real story the numbers that his campaign put out yesterday yeah. uh for the last quarter uh fundraising just blew everybody out of the water it was really uh, very impressive and quite frankly a lot more than I than I think most analysts predicted. Yeah. Um so maybe he's feeling confident on the running for president part and thought, and thinks why not add speaker of the house to the list. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who would want that job. This yeah. seems like a pretty awful job. But if anybody can keep uh Matt Gates in line, it would be Donald Trump. <laughs> that's true. Morgan Ortegas, that's why you get her on the show. Once you get past the list of demands, you get reasoned analysis. Very <laughs> Very recent and measured takes. Uh, I find it funny. Did you not laugh uh, as a foreign policy expert that domestically uh, they're starting to enact some of Trump's policies by building a border wall? Well, you know, I mean, we came in at the beginning of the Biden administration, which was every policy that was backed by the Trump administration was an orange man, bad policy. And therefore we were going to get rid of it. Right. And Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, you're seeing record numbers of people. You know, I read, Jimmy, that there's a million gotaways uh, that are in this country, a million. And so what does a gotaway mean? That means that we couldn't catch these people and we have no clue who they are. So 
So that number could be woefully low, right? We have no clue. Is that an accurate number? That's an estimate. Is, is that a real number? And who's in that million? I, I got to tell you, it's not just people from the Northern Triangle countries that are economic migrants trying to, you know, find a better life in the U.S. I promise you. <laughs> it, it, is that a part of it? Sure. Is that all that's in there? No way. So, you know, God forbid, I hope it doesn't come to this, but if there's another terrorist attack in the United States, we can thank our undefended border for that. No, it's a great point. We're talking to Morgan Ortegas. I mean, when you think about if you could go back in a post-9-11 world and say to the American people that we were going to just let in 7 million people at one point, just, by the way, we're going to stop paying attention to the border period and just let people come in. Like they would have been like apoplectic. They would have thought that that itself was like an attack on the nation, you know, engineered from within. That's the part that I think is so infuriating to a lot of people. And, you know, the fact that they're moving now, means the politics moved them. Would you not say so, given that he's polling where he is on the border? I think 23% approve, 62% don't. Well, listen, they clearly didn't care uh, when Republicans were bringing this up as an issue. But I think when you have uh, border state Democrat elected officials uh, and, and mayors of large cities like New York City, Democrats again, that are saying uh, every day in press conferences, hey, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, uh, maybe that's finally what got them to wake up to it. You know, we couldn't even um, we couldn't even get them at the at the beginning of this administration to you know to recognize it was a problem. You know, you look and we've talked about this plenty of times uh, at the you know humanitarian catastrophe, the human trafficking, uh, the the sexual assault of the women that are coming across the border. We just need to put to bed this whole you know liberal notion and fallacy that somehow this is a humane border policy. It isn't. All we're doing is enriching the cartels and weakening, and by and large, we're weakening the Mexican government uh, by enriching the cartels and giving them so much power. They're making billions of dollars off of this. Yeah, big money. It's, it's Seriously, when you talk about Biden 2024, I would imagine the only people who like truly want him to be president are cartel members, um, you know, because they are. They benefit. You know, the people of Chicago are starting to get the memo. I don't know if you saw the video of the, the youth football team getting thrown out of their facility because they're using it to house migrants. It's bananas. Uh, I saw that. I saw that story today. Yeah. And that's uh, I think my former boss, Mike Pompeo, tweeted this is sort of Biden administration policy um, in a nutshell, which is, uh, you know, kick Americans out uh, to yeah. let, uh, you know, illegal yeah, migrants like, uh, have the facility. I mean, it's that's insane. Uh, you let know, me... But, you know, until every uh, until everyday Americans realize that this border policy affects them as they are, unfortunately, now, the Biden team's not going to take action. For so long, it's been somebody else's problem. And listen, I don't blame. We all are here because somebody in our family wanted to come here for a better life, right? That's that's how we all came here. But that doesn't mean that you allow millions of people through an undefended border, through, you know, human trafficking, basically, you know, happening at the border. It doesn't mean you let everybody in. Um, there's a way to do it legally mm-hmm. and responsibly that protects Americans. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that. <laughs> Morgan Ortegas is on the phone. She would be thrown out of Washington, D.C., protecting Americans. Who do you think you are, Morgan Ortegas? Well, whoever the <laughs> – they're like, well, who's this? who let this lady in here? Well, whoever is the next House Speaker, I mean, you know, having the power of the purse, it's not a huge majority, but if they can get people into line – 
there are some measures that can be taken. I mean, ultimately, I think what we saw this week with McCarthy getting ousted is, you know, people didn't love it. But if you contrast McCarthy and his grip on the party versus that of Pelosi, Pelosi wasn't even there. And she got 208 people to do whatever the hell she wanted. Did you notice that? Well, you know, I guess the the Democrats know how to, uh, you know, stand in line and yeah. and salute. You know, they used to be the sort of unruly party, the party of chaos, and mm-hmm. and we we have decided to take that over. You know, I think what's unfortunate about this week is, you know, we're not hearing more about the oversight committee yeah. and looking at the hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, that the Biden family has received mm-hmm. uh, from corrupt foreign regimes. You yeah. know, we're not. We're not talking about that and how that affects American national security. We're not talking about border funding. We're not talking about the fact that we're adding billions of dollars of interest to the debt uh, every day. I mean, it's really, you know, it's incredibly scary. And there's going to be a debt crisis sooner than we think because of interest rates. So all of these incredibly important things are unfortunately not in the headline uh, because, you know, we want to talk about, you know, personality disputes uh, (laughs) among members. Yeah, you never uh, this. This is my rule of thumb. It's like if you have a male congressman that wears eyeliner, things are going to get crazy at one point. That's the Gates rule. Uh, I've I've had him on the show a bunch. Uh, he sh- he he seems like he wants to start an emo band or be an influencer. I don't have the answer, but if the long run benefit of this is you do get a better speaker in there in some capacity, then I I guess it would be a win. Uh, but it's very much a chaotic week. Last thing I wanted to ask you, Morg. Uh, we're g- Biden says he's going to give another speech on Ukraine. Uh, what is that going to entail? Are we sending them another Venmo? Uh, are we hitting the, the, the peak of our limit in terms of our donor capacity? Where are we on that? Yeah, we'll see what Biden's speech uh, has to say. I, I will certainly be looking at that closely. I, I, listen, I've been very critical of the Biden administration policy towards Ukraine from the beginning of the administration, all the things that they seem to have forgotten about, principally when Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, came out and said, we, you know, they essentially stopped the Trump lethal aid to Ukraine. And people forget this, that we were providing the Ukrainians in the Trump administration uh, with military aid, with lethal aid, uh, which is why, um, you know, which is one of the reasons that I think that we were able to, Trump was able to deter Putin from invading Ukraine, right? Didn't happen on our watch. So then Jake Sullivan comes in and says, well, you know, we're, we're going to stop that policy. We're not going to provide lethal aid to the Ukrainians unless the Russians invade. So that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, so you, you failed at deterrence. Then you decided to take all the sanctions that Trump and Pompeo put on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline from Germany. You get rid of those. You let the Russians back into the New START Treaty with no negotiations, with no concessions. You just re-up it. I could keep going through the list. You uh, Listen, also, what did Biden say? Well, as long as it's a minor incursion or a yeah. minor invasion, whatever the hell that means. I know. So <laughs> these, these people completely failed at deterring Putin from invading Ukraine. And a lot of their actions, I believe, has is why we're still in this war uh, 20 months you know, going on. So I think while I do vehemently disagree you know, with the with the part of the caucus that, uh, you know, wants Russia to win. Uh-huh. I do think it's entirely appropriate to question this administration, to want accountability for where the money is going, and to question this administration on what their strategy is. I do not believe that Biden has pre- presented a convincing uh, strategy to the American people. 
And as somebody who would like to continue to beat the pants off the Russians, like we can pound them to sand every day of the week. I'm happy with that. But, you know, that's nothing has been articulated. A winning strategy has not been articulated from this president to the American people. And Republicans have every right to demand that of this president. I'm telling you, folks, Morgan Ortega is for House Speaker. Would you take the gig? Absolutely not. No, thank you. I I don't know. I I can't nominate you. I don't have nominating power, but I'm going to try to throw my weight around in D.C. I don't really have pull at the White House, Morg. I have more connections at the Waffle House. So you're (laughs) you're probably safe. By the way, yeah. We love the Waffle House. Oh, we, they, they, that's a popular one in my family, my daughter. We go there almost every weekend. Stop it. I, did not, I mean, I'm paid in waffles. You've sat next to me on TV. You know it's true. Uh, all right. We'll get a field trip one of these days. But uh, always love to have you on the show. You're good for morale. So keep up the good work, Morg. Thank you, my friend. You're the best. I'll see you soon. There she goes. The legendary Morgan Ortegas. Telling it like it is. You look out at the world. You look out at something like Ukraine. You're not rooting for Russia by saying, where the hell is all this money going? What you're saying is, where the hell is all of this money going? That is correct. That's all. It's unaudited. We don't know. What we do know is he just fired his war ministry because of corruption. So that's never a good sign. Okay. And when you're sitting in a country that's $33 trillion in debt, Okay, yes, you want to help people out around the world, okay, but you need help yourself. And at some point, you've got to know that if you are going to be supplying aid around the world, that you can ascertain what that aid is going towards. That doesn't make you like pro-Putin. That doesn't make you a Kremlin propagandist or any of the other screaming hissy fit things that get thrown in your face if you suggest such a thing. And this is the problem, okay? Everything is a battle line now in our country, everything. It's like, oh, Barbie put out a movie. I'm on this side. Yeah, sometimes there's not a side. There's just a Barbie movie, okay? But when you fight over everything, you lose the ability to scale. That's what happens. And that's why you find yourself with a lot of the problems that we have right now. It's like we're fighting over everything except for what matters. And I'm just telling you that because I'm the one guy still paying attention. Don't forget, I care. This show's like three and a half years old. It'll be four in in, in March if somehow we miraculously make it that far. Uh, and I'm new enough to this that I still like when we talk about this stuff, I pay attention and I try to give you like a viable solution or a way to make it better. Again, I'm capable of going the other way. I'm just not there yet. You have like the good Anakin Skywalker right now. I'm sure I'm two contracts away from being Darth Vader, <laughs> but we're not there yet. I'll, I won't be cutting Lincoln's hand off with a lightsaber for another few episodes. So stick with me, folks, because I'm trying to get stuff under control. Dang it. That's the whole point of the show. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. A show so good, it moves the stock market. The Dow racing up on Jimmy's remarks. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with... Jimmy Fallon, working some moves out over here with the Link Man behind the scenes. Me and Lincoln are trying to get out to see a Steelers game. Uh, we were hoping to go December 3rd, but I'm going to be in Reno December 2nd. I don't know how the hell I'm getting to Pittsburgh by December 3rd. It's getting a little dicey now. 
Uh, so there's a very good chance if you're in the Pittsburgh area listening on WJAS or Beaver County Radio, you're going to see me and the Link Man in the stadium Sunday, October the 29th, rooting for his Steelers over the Jaguars. See Trevor Lawrence and that fancy hair of his if things work out. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in play right now. Uh, but one thing I need to announce on the comedy side of town, okay, we did just add a couple of dates. Uh, November date, uh, which is going to have me down at the Off the Hook Comedy Club. I haven't been in a comedy club like a year and a half. It's going to be wild. Off the Hook in Naples. That is Friday, November the 17th, Saturday, November the 18th. December the 2nd, we are going to be out in Reno at the Carson Nugget, uh, Saturday night, December the 2nd. And we will be at the Palm Beach Kennel Club with Sully and the gang. Uh, That is Saturday night, December the 16th. One announcement that also needs to be made is if you're out in Helena, Montana, or you are in Idaho Falls, uh, the promoter of that event is rescheduling it. True story. We just got the call this morning before we came on the air. We were supposed to be there the 27th and the 28th. If you guys bought tickets and haven't heard this yet, uh, they are going to be rescheduling those dates. I will 100% be out there, and we will all be hanging out as part of my book tour and my stand-up special tour in the spring. I'm mad. I wanted to go to Bear World. Uh, That's the first thing I said to the guy when they called me this morning. They're like, you know, we have to plug these dates into your tour because there's some logistical considerations. And um, you didn't hear this from me. But Saturday night, uh, October the 28th, I am going to be hosting Fox News Saturday night. And they need me to be on the TV. And obviously I am employed by Fox. That is my employer. I can't skip a night of TV to go tell jokes. So the promoter has asked that we just re- we just move the date back to the spring instead of moving it up by a day or moving it back by a day. It would be easier to just move it into the spring. So if you are listening on KID in Idaho Falls, I will see you out in the spring. Uh, that goes for everybody in Helena, Montana. I think they heard me talking to John on the phone about coming to the show and realized if me and him were hanging out on a Saturday night in Helena, Montana, that, that can't be good. It wasn't going to end good for anybody. So one way or the other, those shows are going to be postponed. Friday night, October the 27th in Helena. Saturday night, October the 28th in Idaho Falls. There's a lot going on. A lot of moving parts here. Okay, I got a book that's going to drop January 30th, and there's going to be a book tour. My stand-up special is going to drop that month. There's going to be a stand-up tour. So I'm basically just going to be on the road in perpetuity from January till about June. So if you're listening to this show on one of the 150-some-odd stations that carry us over the course of the week, uh, it's a pretty good chance I'm going to meet every one of you uh, because that's what they want us doing with the book tour is getting out there and doing signings and Q&As and hanging out with people and doing stand-up shows. So we are headed your way, uh, if not today, sometime soon. And it's good because you'll be getting Fat Elvis. You know, right now I'm getting in shape for the stand-up special. Once we put that thing in the bag, oh, I am heading right to the buffet table. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Oh, you better believe it. And what a fine pig I will be. (laughs) I can't can't live this charade anymore. Okay, right now I'm walking around with a shock collar on. Every time I go to eat a carbohydrate, wow! You know, so in the next break, uh, we will be back with the panel. Charles McBee, Ryan Reese, both going to be in the house for a full hour. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Every time they play that drop on these two, I think it's unwarranted. But halfway through the hour, I actually agree with it. I'm like, bring back the R. Kelly clip. Uh, But that's the word on the street. The panel's coming by. 
We're going to have a little sparring session ahead of my appearance on a live episode of the Sean Hannity Show tonight on Fox News. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big hour. Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. I am joined in this hour for the full hour by a man who is a a celebrated national treasure of a stand-up comic, but we also joke from time to time that he is the dog sitter for Bixby Fallon. And this is especially topical today. Why? Because the White House dog commander has just been jettisoned from the premises for biting people. I mean, he's been on a he's been on a tear that dog. He's got 12 bites in him. Right <laughs> to his crazy guys dog's only like 2 years old. He said so joining us now to try to get commander under control, restore order in the White House. Aye, aye, aye. At the southern border and to install the next speaker of the house. You got a busy day today. Yeah. Charles McBee is back on the show. Hey man. What's going on, man? Ryan Reese uh supposed to be joining us at some point as well. One of the joys of booking comedians on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> You're not booking punctual news people. Hey, listen. The black guy is on time. How about what the? the <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. What the hell is the world coming to? Do not know. But Charles McBee is here. It is good to see you, man. How's everything? Everything's good? Everything's good, man. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a food fight in cable news this week. I'm not going to lie. So yeah. we have a new speaker of the House thing going down. And uh, Trump just announced... So, Speaker of the House. They're trying to get him to, to yeah, replace yeah, yeah. him, right? And the way this works is anyone can be Speaker of the House. You don't have to be in Congress. Yeah. So, because people are talking about bringing Trump in, Trump's like, yeah, I'll do it. So, <laughs> he's like on trial running for president and could be Speaker of the House. Uh, but it, it, correct me if I'm wrong because I know nothing about yeah, yeah. this. Uh, isn't he disqualified because of the indictments and stuff? Technically speaking, they were saying on Fox and Friends this morning, if you're indicted of a felony that carries more than a two-year prison sentence, you can't do the gig. Yeah. But the bar is- that's a rule, <laughs> and they can always waive the rules. Yeah. Oh. There are 26 laws that are being waived right now. Oh, would you look oh, at this? Oh, it's like a special guest appearance would, on would a you, 90s he sitcom. He likes to come in late. Little Ryan <laughs> Reese. Like- Walking in. The crowd goes wild. The crowd is excited. Look who made it. Welcome back, Ryan. I had to get a car, man. Is that, is that what you did? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm leaving for D.C. right after this, so I had a bag. Oh, get out of here. And normally I, I walk wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to D.C. Are you Speaker of the House? Yeah. Why are you yeah, going to I D.C.? I got the call. I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> I was told I was on the inside, the short list. Uh, I didn't Lauren, believe it, Jimmy. Lauren but... Boebert has, now, has nominated yeah. Ryan. After He's on the that... short list. I'm on a short bus. It's yeah, all the same. You. It all works out. Good to see you. Uh, what, what are the odds you started on time? You well, never it's started. a radio show. We're actually on time. We have no choice. Like, it just rolls at a certain time. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've never been late getting back to the studio. Uh, but here we are, and it's good to see you as well. well thank you for having me. So, uh, apologies cool. for late. No, you worry about nothing. Uh, we got this. What we were talking about, uh, literally, we went live a minute ago, is uh, the Speaker of the House thing is going down, and I kind of find it hilarious. They threw McCarthy out. Him yeah. and Gates hate each other. So what happened was, and this is so fascinating, there is a deal McCarthy made in order to become Speaker of the House. Okay, it took 15 confirmation votes for him to get the votes to become speaker. And what clinched the deal was he said to the Republicans who didn't want to support him like Matt Gaetz, uh, I will agree to a one vote threshold if you want to vote me out. And what that means is if one guy says, hey, you suck, everyone in Congress has to vote on should he stay or should he go? You follow me so far? So far, so good. So McCarthy agreed to that, knowing that he had the majority in Congress 
So it's not like he was ever going to get thrown out because they were more, more Republicans than Democrats. And Nancy Pelosi assured him, don't worry, the Democrats will vote to keep you around. But lo and behold, Gates triggered that one vote threshold. And what do you think every Democrat did? They voted him out. Uh, of course. Because they wanted to make the Republicans look chaotic and stupid. And they had help from the Republicans, eight of whom voted him out. So 210 Republicans voted to keep him. Eight Republicans voted to get rid of him. He's out because that's how the rule works. Now, my question to you guys, without knowing a hell of a whole lot, you guys are not political activists. Isn't he on some level disqualified for trusting Nancy Pelosi that the Democrats wouldn't do him dirty? Should have been the first clue, right? <laughs> it's it's like, like no, a, Nancy Pelosi would never screw me over. It's like a political big brother. Yeah, am yeah. I right? It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like you, you don't trust anybody, but especially <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Come on, man. Ryan, Ryan was he too stupid for the gig? I don't, it's too desperate. 15 votes? 15 votes. At his, number 12, aren't you like, all right, I got not. it. It's, it's not <laughs> his, working. His confirmation hearing lasted longer than his tenure. Yeah. 15 <laughs> votes. He's thrown out. And understand this, too, Ryan. He moved into the office before he was confirmed. He touched the money, which all meaning he had his stuff in the House Speaker's office before the confirmation process started. Doesn't that send a signal to the other people on the Hill that you're thirsty for the gig? And you're going to do things to get it. And ultimately, that's what probably cost him the speakership. So he's out. Gates and his eyeliner uh, is, is, you know, currently the guy who got him out of there. He's not in any way, shape or form, um, you know, going to get the gig to replace him. Jim Jordan is running. OK, guy who was revered and respected in the halls of Congress. Steve Scalise, uh, who is also physically battling blood cancer and is walking around with a cane and has a mask on. Oh, well, then he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. If, considering the state of Washington right yeah. now, Biden <laughs> thinks he's Batman. If McConnell you, glitches out. If you have a pulse, you're overqualified. Yeah, you're way too qualified. Uh, and now we've got the Trump man who says he's showing up for the hearings because Trump man, number one, he likes a good circus. Number two, though, let's talk about it, though, for real, because it's bigger than making people's heads explode. Ryan, is there a part of Trump that actually wants the gig? Because if he has a year and a half to be House Speaker and he does things productively with the economy, with spending, it actually enhances his chances to be president. He can go, look, I, as a businessman, I opened up the books and made some moves. I'm excited. I can't wait, I can't wait to see the hat. <laughs> make, make this speaker great again. Well, MAGA. Wow. Makes. But yeah, it doesn't really flow the same way. But do you think I just let's handicap this? OK, and if you're a caller who wants to weigh in on this as the show goes on, we can get to you. 888-788-9910. Does Trump want to be speaker or does he just want the media attention for throwing his hat, his red hat in the ring? What's your guess, Ryan? I wish we could vote for Trump to be speaker. I mean, <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. You want the show. I want the show. But maybe isn't there a world where if he's speaker and he's like, all right, we're going to cut spending. Whatever he says he's going to cut, they're going to be like. Well, it's because he hates these people. When you, but you would watch C-SPAN then. You'd be so invested. <laughs> no, Trump just, is the speaker. It's not, it's not going to be on C-SPAN. It's going to be either on MTV or Bravo. There's no way it's yeah, on C-SPAN. Andy Cohen will be uh, Yeah, he'll watch be what happens live. It, do, do you think that he would want it only because – I don't think he wants anyone to see him – as anything other than president. Yeah. I think in his mind, he would think that speaker is something below president, and he doesn't want anyone to envision him in any other way other than president. They yeah. carry the title, though, forever, so it would have to be president, speaker of the house. He's, wow. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. <laughs> First of all, He'd be the he'd be the second president to serve non, two non concurrent terms, but he's also the first he's the first president to be impeached twice. 
He's the first president to be criminally indicted. He's indicted under 91 counts. Yeah. And we're having a serious conversation about whether he wins again. That's where we are as a country right now. That's right. That's why you have comedians on for the third hour. <laughs> we shouldn't be held to any higher of a standard on this show than we're holding them to in Washington. It's just clownery. I'm, yeah. So, I'm going to be Speaker of the House. You could be. Uh, you know, Biden thinks the House Speaker is Bose. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they got rid of the House Speaker. What am I going to play my music yeah. on? <laughs> Biden's still trying to find Siri. Yeah. He has no idea. Siri, where Alexa, are where is this lady? But this is where we are in our politics. We talk about the clownery, the charade of politics. So the Biden administration announced today that they're going to build a wall at the southern border. After all of that, Mayorkas is building a wall, 20-mile stretch of border wall. After four years of we should be building bridges and not walls, walls are racist, we're now officially building a wall. That's where we are. Wait a minute. Did he announced this? or did they, I would imagine this would go like under the radar or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we'll give you the sound clips, but let me read you the specific okay. Okay, of what's going on. Wow. Department of Homeland Security posted an announcement on the U.S. Federal Register that outlines construction in Star County in the Rio Grande Valley sector where the uh, administration says there is high illegal entry. Uh, agency says there's been over 245,000 migrant encounters in the fis- in the sector this fiscal year. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says he is using his authority provided by Congress to waive 26 federal laws, including the Clean Air Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, and Endangered Species Act. Okay, and he's saying there is a presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States and the project areas pursuant to the sections. So this is a direct contradiction of Biden saying when he got into office there would be no wall. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, but did he use specifically use the word wall? Do you want to play some clips here, Josh? Barry, take it or take start with the money clip. Yeah. What about a question on the border wall? The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. He's so got to say that. There we go. I knew, but I no, no, no. Something told me that he the, wouldn't come out and just go. I right, built the wall. Oh, they don't want to own that they were oh, wrong. Oh, of course not. All right, all right, all right. Owned that he was wrong. Yeah, so wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So here's my question. Then, how does this affect uh, Texas when they had those barriers in the water? They were getting sued to remove them. Yes. So yeah. now we're going the other way. I know, but the, for a while but, they were pretending. This is what happened. Just so you understand. Okay, they were pretending the border was secure. That was the hook. They're like, ah, oh, it's a Republican thing. Fox News. Okay. But now the politics have forced their hands. 23% of Americans approve of their handling of the southern border. 62% don't. So with an election coming up, they want to make the issue go away, mainly because right now a lot of Democratic mayors, Eric Adams from New York, Brandon Johnson of Chicago, are down at the border today telling migrants not to come because they're overburdened to sanctuary cities. They have more migrants than they know what to do with. That's reality, okay? We've had 7 million people come into the country illegally. So they went from saying the border is secure to we're building a wall. And if you're building a wall, it's not because you thought the current plan was working. Then why are they suing Texas? Or were they suing Texas to remove those water barriers? Because they said that, you know, it was unconstitutional. They didn't have the right to do it. There were environmental impacts on the people who were going to get hurt. Never mind. They were trying to discourage people from entering the water so they wouldn't drown. You understand. But this is them saying the border's closed, including testimony from Mayorkas. Clip four. We have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system. The fact of the matter is the border is closed. It is my testimony that the Border is secure. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. 
The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. <laughs> oh, okay. As long as you're clear. Face liar. The borders are not it's secure. I'm just building a wall because, you know, so we like a DIY project in this administration. That's you know, right. they said it's going to be sunny out this weekend. We'll build a wall. Like, yeah. Why not? Uh, out of Legos. That's what, so. So, I mean, listen, this is worth noting and people need to know this. This is why I do the show in the manner I do it. A lot of people, because politics have gotten so bitter and hostile that we kind of overlook precedents. And what I mean by that is, OK, like when it comes to the border. The Republicans, obviously, under George W. Bush, voted for border wall funding in 2003. But in 2012, the Democrats under Obama uh, voted uh, 80 percent of the Senate voted for the Border Wall Fencing Protection Act. Why? Just because they wanted to secure the border. There's no country out there that wants people coming into the border. They don't know who the hell they are or where they're going. Um, But because Trump came down the escalator and said it in not so elegant fashion, (laughs) you think? (laughs) In the age of speech police, he said, uh, I don't believe they're sending us their best people. They're sending drugs. They're sending crime. They're sending rapists. And the rest, I assume, are good people. (laughs) But from that moment forward, securing the border became like like racism. Like, ah, it's racism. You know what I mean? And it was the funniest thing in the world. Because every Democrat was like, Trump is, you know, racist towards Mexicans. And if he gets elected, I am moving to Canada. And I was like, you know, Mexico's right there, right? No, 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 no. we'll go to Canada. Mind you, they're all still here. Yeah, None of them moved here. to Nobody Canada. Left. Nobody left. Uh, but the point is, now they're, for, they're, they're embracing a policy they themselves have decried as racist because like, that's the fraud of politics now. It sucks because it's performance art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain issues, this is what you should do. It's like, we think about like a guy like Trump. There's plenty of things Trump says on a daily basis that you could attack. So attack them. You know, but if it's like a common good area, like let me give you an example. Do you remember when CNN ran the report that he gets two scoops of ice cream at every dinner? They were like, oh, Trump's the president. He gets two scoops of ice cream. You know, his guests get one. That's <laughs> the only person mad about that was Chris Christie. OK, <laughs> nobody else was mad. But that was like that was a, it kind of discredits you if you attack everything like attacking the ball, the war, the war, the wall. I'm going to say it in English. OK, was I get it a political lane, but it's one of those lanes that winds up hurting the country. You dig? Because now we have 7 million border crossings. And Mayor Adams is taking time out of his nightclub schedule to go down to the border. (laughs) I've hung out with him in a nightclub. Yes, of course you have, right? It's it's bizarre. It's the weirdest thing in the world. The mayor goes every. Everyone I know who works in bottle service knows the mayor of New York. It's amazing. Yeah. But that's, you know, life as a a celebrity politician in a city like New York. You can fail upwards. But now he's at a point now where some of his favorite nightclubs are across the street from hotels that are migrant hotels. Like the Roosevelt, which used to be a swanky hangout, is now a migrant hotel. He can't have that. He's screwing up his bottle service. So now we can't have nice things. Uh, I don't know how we solve this. But I know whoever is the House Speaker will be in charge of the budget. And I would imagine if Trump's the House Speaker, he'd cut some border wall checks. You know what I'm saying? There's no telling what. Well, once he gets done cutting checks for his legal defense. Right. (laughs) We have things to get to. Priorities. So here's my question. Do you think the wall is going to cost more now that the Democrats are building it than it would if the Republicans were? (laughs) Well, now it's going to be a solar powered wall. Oh, God. The environmental study before we put up the wall. Well, first we have to get the wall's pronouns. So uh, was it Sandy that took out the boardwalk in in Rockaway and Long Beach? All right. Uh So Rockaway is Democrats and uh, Mm -hmm. Long Beach is Republicans. Uh It took five years longer for the boardwalk in Rockaway to be built. Is that true? Yes, it is. Oh, come on, Democrats. And they were like, no, we're just doing right, right by the country. This is total crap.
You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Charles McPhee is here. Ryan Reese is here. I've had enough of them. Let's go to Donna in Frederick, Maryland. Donna! Hi, Jimmy. I like your style, man. Hey, you guys are so entertaining. Oh. I wanted to say to you about Mostly. Trump. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, he. I think he'd do great to go in as speaker, but I don't think now's the time. And the reason is I think the optics are great for him going for the presidential run. Mm-hmm. And there are capable people, though few and far between in the GOP, as now we've seen full disclosure – and, yeah. and it's amazing to see the giant reveal with this giant dog and cat fight that includes the media. I mean, people's heads are exploding over this. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's just such a process. It's fascinating. I think, though, unfortunately, a lot of people will have to be awakened. And it may be painful, but there's a lot of ignoramus running out there. And they're just clueless. They don't pay attention to anything. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it's those people that we need to, to I guess, yeah. now, Donna, return us back to having a republic. I, I got to – let me just jump in here a second because if it weren't for stupid people, these two guys to my right would never get a date. I kid, I kid. Some tough love, Donna. So really quick, uh, Trump you think might be too much of a circus – uh, would you support Jordan, Scalise? What are you looking at? I like Jim Jordan. Yeah. I think he's been pretty solid. I like uh, Scalise, too. I do feel, though, mm-hmm. he will be somewhat preoccupied, and it's unfortunate yeah, that his situation the way it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need somebody that's focused. And this all gets down to the proverbial dollars and cents. Yes, it's it about does. the money. When we follow the money, we learn the truth. Do we ever? Donna, good analysis. She's great. I mean, you're almost too smart for this show. I'm not going to lie. Donna, are you single? <laughs> Donna, Ryan's reaching out. Me and Charles are lonely. Oh, that's funny. Good stuff, Donna. We'll do it again. Oh, married 42 years, guys. Oh, well, it should. should oh. The 42 years. You've had enough. Donna, we love you. Be well. The great Donna. Ryan just struck out on the radio, too. That's impressive. Nationally. That is the first. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing on the radio. I will be on your television tonight. It is a live audience edition of the Sean Hannity Show, which means I'll not only be offering political analysis, but when the show's over, he will hold me hostage and make me do stand-up for his audience, as he frequently does on Thursday nights. But it is a great time. So if you check it out, uh, 9 o'clock on the Fox News Channel tomorrow, uh, getting the band back with the queen of daytime, Harris Faulkner, who cannot wait to have me back on set. That is offensive, and it is not true. But I will be there nonetheless. Tomorrow marks one week till we shoot my big stand-up special at the Paramount in Huntington. An actual handful of seats left if you want to go. The opening act, the man who's the warm-up comic, the bell of the ball, the guy who's going to make it all happen. Ryan Reese is in studio right now. Hey, girl. I've been practicing, warming up my arm. I'm going to throw some T-shirts. Some T-shirts into the crowd, all the fun stuff. Oh, we got some Fox Cross America merch. Charles McBee here as well. May or may not be at the special. He said, you know, there was a thing going on. I'll be dog-sitting Bigsby. (laughs) Good segue, because I want to talk about the White House dog. 
So Commander the Dog, okay, that's where this hour started, now has 12 bites to his name, has officially been relocated from the premises. What we were told, okay, is that he, he only bites the Secret Service. That's what they tried saying. They're like, well, you know, the Secret Service always makes mean faces. So the dog just bit him. But now a photo has been released of him biting a groundskeeper in the garden. The guy's just planting a flower, and he's got a German shepherd just, Barr! you know what I'm saying? Dog, this dog's got more passes than Hunter Biden. Like, this, if this was anybody else's dog. Well, here's my question. Should we, in part, blame the White House because dogs have strong noses, and there's cocaine all over the White House? <laughs> Is the dog hopped up on booger sugar, Ryan Reese? That's how they're keeping Biden awake. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I think. I think it is his Coke. By, wouldn't it make sense if it was Biden's Coke? Yeah. Because you got to prop him up somehow. Yeah. So there's a couple things in play. One theory is the dog smells the White House Coke, and that's the White House is a hectic environment. The other is, this is real. What if the dog thinks he's the president? Hear me out here. Biden is known to do what? He sniffs people. He nuzzles them. You know what I'm saying? He licks small children when they're in his presence. Yeah. What if the dog's just confused? Then he's like, wait, am I in charge? The Secret <laughs> Service everywhere. And maybe that's why he flips out on his guards. Ryden, will you will you honor that with any consideration or not? I would, but I want to know how come they can't get like a Caesar Milan or like a dog trainer. Well, in that's there. the like, thing. They, Biden is a whisperer. Biden whispers. Do you remember when he would like start whispering in the middle of press yeah. conferences? Yeah. <laughs> he's the president whisperer, but it doesn't work on the dog. No. So you're right. We need Caesar Milan. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Caesar 12. Milan for Speaker of the house for whisperer of the house that's what we need what do you think it is i mean a german shepherd's a pretty aggressive dog i don't i mean who, who knows like they have to they don't know where biden is half the time he's wandering mm-hmm. up around the white house they don't have time to be training the dog it's like t- take the dog <laughs> i'm sure they have a guy for it they don't have they don't have a guy for biden <laughs> let alone the dog so you're saying if we can't train a president you can't expect them to train a dog they're just like let the dog we're just spitting out theories now so every year on valentine's day okay jill biden puts candy hearts on the white house lawn with words on them i have a theory that those words are there to remind biden like when he's taking questions <laughs> like it's just like his name is on them like you're the president yeah <laughs> you've been elected well he already has those remember <laughs> when he had the cards that was telling yeah him yeah to tell them what to do and i because i bring this up because sage Steele is a great story sage Steele, who was on espn uh was on before me this morning on fox and friends first and I was standing on the set waiting to go on. You do a live tease where they're going to bring you on live TV to wave. Like, Jimmy Fallon's coming up next. Yeah. And you just, like an idiot, are just standing there. Yeah. It's, there's no such thing as a good live tease. Unless you're walking on, because then you can walk and there's motion. But when you're doing a standing live tease, it's actually awkward. Thing. Live tease? Ask my ex-girlfriend. She knows all about <laughs> oh, live, live tease. There it is. He's got a million of them. <laughs> so during the live tease, Sage Steele is telling a story of in 2021, she was at the White House for an event. She's there with Biden waiting for the cameras to come on, and they have like 10 minutes to kill. So she goes to make a small talk with him, and he goes, ESPN, huh? And she goes, yeah, I work ESPN Sports. He goes, you know, I used to be a, a football. Uh, she goes, there's about a minute silence, and he goes, anyway. and that's the conversation and she goes it was like 2021 and i was like freaked out like this is sad but that goes on but if my question to you is if he was doing that in 2021 what is he doing now two years later i'm sure he's better do you know what this soundbite is from this soundbite is from 2020 you know the rapidly rising uh, um uh in with uh with uh i don't know uh, uh that's 2020. Wait, what is he? What's the context? He was trying to talk about COVID. But he goes, I mean, if you've ever heard the best one, he goes, COVID has taken 
More lives in one year. Look, I mean, the lives, you think about it. That's my favorite Biden clip of all time. It sounds like me when I'm bombing. <laughs> I'm on stage and I'm like, I don't know Speaking what I'm Speaking of which, anymore. catch Ryan next Friday at the Paramount. But listen to me here. Here's Biden rolling out the website address for his new latest student loan forgiveness plan. Yeah. They've all been shot down by the Supreme Court so far because it turns out it is illegal to make other people pay for the loan you took out. Maybe his heart's in the right place here. But at the end of the day, the taxpayer, I've been beating this analogy to death, but this is like you getting a bill in the meal from, say, Chili's, but you didn't go to Chili's. Like somebody else went to Chili's. Yeah. They had the, you know, the Southwestern egg rolls. They're delicious. The, eh, well, we kind of do that now. I mean, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, a lot of philosophy majors that owe college money are working at Chili's right now. <laughs> so. so there you go. Here is Biden rolling out the website, clip 29. You can sign up for the save plan at studentaid.gov slash save. Studentaid.gov slash studentaid.gov slash save. <laughs> I mean, Yowza. you're listening to that and understand he's reading that. I'd rather the dog read <laughs> Hold on. Ezra has a theory in Atlanta, Georgia. Ezra. Uh, good afternoon, James. My Hope man. You're doing well. I, I know exactly why the dog is biting people, and you're smart enough. I don't know why you didn't figure out. Uh-oh. He's embarrassed to be Biden's dog, and he'll do anything to get the hell out of there. <laughs> a second. You're saying this is an escape plan. This is it. He's 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 shamed. It's well, been from day one. And now, what else could it be? Now, can you confirm this? Okay, because I am not a Absolutely. member of the black community, but Charles McBee is, and we can put the pieces together here. Okay, you are in Atlanta. Okay, is there any truth to the rumor that they bought this dog off of former Falcons quarterback Michael Vick? <laughs> Probably. No, I, I think dog fighting is horrible, but I mean, I, right. who doesn't feel sorry for this dog? He's no, no, we all that. we all do. I just wanted to see if yeah. McBee's reporting was accurate. That's all. <laughs> what if, yeah, what yeah, if yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, good stuff, well. Ezra. We'll, we'll do it again, brother. Great stuff. Uh-huh. What if the dog is actually perfectly trained and it's Biden having like an all-timers moment being like, <laughs> attack! And it's like, oh. <laughs> what if the dog's, try- this is the dog's way of trying to get out of the White House? He's like, how many people That's do I have Ezra to bite? Said. He said, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep biting until they deport me. Yeah. The dog yeah. needs Matt Gates to file a motion to vacate the White House dog <laughs> position <laughs> so he can get out of there. It's fascinating. So there's two things in play. Dogs biting people. Biden biting the taxpayer with student loan forgiveness. Uh, it is such a racket, but what he's doing, and I understand the political implications, is young people carry them over the finish line, mm-hmm. and he wants young people mobilized. But the scam, Ryan, is that you don't actually do anything to address the problem, which is soaring tuition. If the college knows people are going to get bailed out, they're just going to keep raising tuition. You dig? So it doesn't actually fix the problem. It probably makes it worse long term, but it seems like it's, he's just buying votes. Is that Absolutely. How you, that's how you say it? Of course. I mean, I would think wait, so. Wait a minute. You mean you mean to tell me that the government, that a politician uh-huh. is doing something oh, that I'm not doesn't surprised not, by that, that's not fixing the problem, but passing always <laughs> just kicking the can down the road? Always is that what you're telling me right always. now? Always. Oh, always. I don't. Come Everyone on. should have the opportunity to get a PhD in modern dance. <laughs> <laughs> Nine binary, three spirit zebras are an <laughs> underfunded research class. <laughs> I'm going to Brown University. That's what's going on. It's crazy. But I think what's happening is because, you know, the election's already underway now. 
Biden is down. This is legit. 19 points with black voters. And he got in trouble for the LL Cool J stuff we discussed last year, last week. Uh, 19 points with black voters. Down about 35 points with Latinos because Latinos who came to this country legally obviously resent what you're doing right now. Seven million people just cut the line. Could you imagine? You're waiting in line for your asylum case and like, you know, mad you get it like the airport if somebody cuts you in line of security. Imagine a family of seven million cuts you in line at the airport. You're probably a little upset, Ryan. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, also not to mention, I mean, look at the great hotels they're staying in now in New York City. Like that is prime. That's Manhattan. They're in Manhattan. They're on Madison Avenue. The most expensive block in Manhattan is Madison Avenue real estate. Madison not Avenue anymore. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Keep this up. No, it won't be. It is so true. It is so true. It was the priciest locale in the country. 500 a night for yeah. a, a regular person? 500 The Roosevelt was insane. Yeah. And now they're hanging out. And it's yeah. funny. Like, um, I drive by there at night every night on the way to the tunnel. I leave here at 46. It's like my through street on the east side. And they're out there like every hour of the night. So you're just hanging out now. You know, it's kind of a funny adventure. Like if you call back home and you're like, yeah, they put me up at a luxury hotel. And now we just hang out. There's chicks everywhere. Yeah. And they are. There's scooters everywhere. You have to see. It's so funny how lawless the streets have become in terms of traffic laws. Oh, yeah. Because the dudes you're here, number one, if I would imagine if you're new to the country, some of them probably genuinely don't read our road signs. Some of them probably don't care. Yeah. Um, and they're riding around on scooters at every hour of the night in every direction. It is hilarious. It's bad enough the whole city has bicycles now. But uh, people on bicycles get hit about as much as you want them to. Do you know that? (laughs) About as much. I can tell you, when I was driving a cab uh, two times at Penn Station, I opened my door at the Penn Station cab line in one of those, like, out of a movie scene where a guy slams into it on his bicycle the second you open the door because they come up on you too fast because the bicycles have motors on them now. Yeah. And that's what keeps happening with left turns in the city. People can't judge the speed of an oncoming bicycle because you see a bicycle and you're like, ah, this guy's pedaling a whip. The guy's doing 82 now, and you wind up colliding with him. So the city's a mess right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Charles McBee is in studio. Ryan, Mc- Ryan Reese is in studio. Ryan McReese. You almost adopted, yeah, Ryan McBee. You almost adopted McBee. There's a Star Wars moment, Luke. He is your father. <laughs> it's, uh, awkward as hell for me. Uh, but a quick break, and we're back after this. You're listening to the most relatable man on the radio. Best way to describe him is to say he's the typical boy next door. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. One story we did not get to with the panel. Ryan Reese is here. Charles McBee is here. Trump on trial down in lower Manhattan for inflating the worth of his properties. Now, as you know, McBee, Trump is not the kind of guy that would exaggerate. So I don't know where this comes from. No way, Jose. His, his attorney, Alina Haba, says Letitia James is going after Trump over her campaign promise. Let's hear it. Clip 12. This disclaimer is that President Trump calls it a worthless clause, which I love that saying because I think it says it all. This is a compilation. We never said it was an audited record. It is a compilation of his assessed values as a real estate. He is real estate. He's Trump, first of all. Secondly, if you put your house on Trulia right now under New York State Attorney General Letitia James for a million and it sells for $800,000, you are in big trouble, folks. And they're going to come after you because that's not fair and they'll disgorge your profits. That's what this case is and it's not right. So she's saying that the Attorney General has it out for Trump. Now, let's hear the att- – to be fair, okay, let's hear the Attorney General's words when she was running for Attorney General. This is clip 10. 
I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain. He's going to know my name personally. That man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. Now, clearly, that doesn't sound like a woman out to get Donald Trump. Elliot Ness over here. (laughs) Clearly, justice is blind. This is not a woman with a bias against the guy. It's a big trophy if you can take him down. That's what it is. But it's our money. I know. She's using our money to do it. Oh, they're going to blow like 50 million to try to get him. And here's what's so fascinating about it. That's the only point I'm trying to make to people is I don't know what he did in his real estate deals. You know, like to that point, I don't know. But the bank is not claiming injury. Meaning if he inflated the value of his properties to take out a loan, they gave him a loan, he paid it back. He didn't miss any payments. Nobody got defrauded. Nobody you know, wasn't paid. But there is a statute here that says she technically doesn't have to find uh, a victim for Plaintiff. this to be a crime. So that's why he's being indicted. But the fact that she ran for office and fundraises off, give me money so I can arrest this man, if this was any other case – she'd be thrown out. Like if this was a murder case and the prosecutor ran on, I'm going to get McBee, and now, lo and behold, she winds up prosecuting him, they'd have to move it out of her jurisdiction because mm-hmm. it wouldn't look impartial. And the point I'm trying to make to people listening is, like, if you're on the left and you hate Trump, I get it. You want him to get, you know, you want him to get found guilty and they'll have to liquidate some of his assets, and that's fine, good for you. He's not going to jail. He's just going to be forced to liquid assets in this case. But what I'm trying to say to people is, if we make this the norm, like, There will be a day when Republicans are prosecuting Democrats. And the problem for the Democrats in that moment is not that it'll be politically inconvenient. It's that we will officially be living in a third world country where whoever's in charge just arrests the other guy to stay in power. Like it is bad. It's actually bad. Well, we keep I mean, there's situations like this that keeps coming up and we go, well, if we do it, if they do it, then the next team is going to do it to the other side and that's going to be bad. But we've already been doing doing it. That's how we have to, whether you like it or not, whether you like the current Supreme Court or not, that's how we got it because they changed the threshold. Harry Reid changed the threshold way back when. The Democrats changed the threshold so the Republicans acted on it. But that's where we are now with elections. In 2016, every Democrat said it was stolen. And then in 2020, the Republicans are like, it was stolen. And the Democrats are like, how dare you? You yeah. know, and that's where we are. That's why we can't have nice things. Whenever the two parties trade power, they trade playbooks. And they just go, you know, back to doing what they were mad at the other guy. Think about this. Okay, when Trump was president, the Democrats are like, this guy signs too many executive orders. Was he a dictator? And then in Biden's first week in office, he signed 38 executive orders, an all-time record, more than Obama and Trump combined in their presidencies. You know, because they just had Biden doing an iTunes user agreement of a presidency. Scroll to the bottom and click I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want this pudding cup, yes or no, old man? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. You scroll to the bottom and just click I agree. And that's what's going on. And it's such a wild time in the country, like when you sit back and you watch this. So give me some predictions, because by the time we meet next week, we will have a Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan is nominated. He wants the gig. Steve Scalise, nominated, wants the gig, and is revered in Washington. He was famously shot up by a Bernie Sanders supporter when they shot up the congressional baseball game. And now you got the Trump man who says he's showing up. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, 
what is the prediction at Club McBee? Do you see Trump's actually wanting the gig? Do you see Jordan getting it? Scalise steals it at the buzzer? No, I don't think he's. I don't think Trump wants it. No. I don't. I, I think, like I said, I think it takes people's eye away from seeing him as president. president. Okay, and he doesn't want anything that's below president. Okay, but this could be like a temp gig. I, but I don't think he. Even if he took the temp gig, uh-huh. then people are looking at him. Well, and- what, but don't don't put down temp work because I'm looking for it after the show today. Uh, Ryan, really quick, does he take it? Does he go for it, or is my, it Jordan? My, I, I really want Trump, but I think it's Scalise. And uh, either way, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reese's he's the first guy in the history of electoral politics to actually move to Canada. <laughs> no one ever threatens it over a House Speaker race. I think we no. should do this. Yeah, if he gets the House, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, what a show. You guys, you showed up today. This is spectacular. Even even those of you who came late, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> it rhymes with Brian Feast. Uh, but the show is over. I will see you guys on Hannity tonight. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.